to the Unscripted Podcast. We're Tori and Shana, and you're listening to our song called When I Think About You. Available on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. But for now, let's listen in to your host and our friend, Aaron Conrad. All right, welcome back to Unscripted from my studio's Powered by the Spot Athletics, and this is, this guy's got, he's been here more times than any other guest. We do this, it seems like, annually. <laughs> he needs no introduction, but hey, everybody, it's Gary Miracle. Welcome back, Gary. Hey, everybody, it's Gary Miracle. <laughs> Kurt Harding. Not Kurt Harding. No. Well, most people won't get that, but that's okay. No. Kerwell, that's Kerwell. all that matters. That's all that matters. That's right. Hey, man, dude, this is great. Annually is not a we we talk weekly about doing this and it just ends up annually. So, but nonetheless, here we are. Here you are. Brand new office. You yeah. got some brand new pictures on the background. It looks yep. great. Welcome to your new office. Welcome to the circus. Welcome to the circus. And we will get yep. to that. We yep. will get to the family. So welcome back, man. It is it's hard to believe. I was thinking about this morning. My gosh, time goes really fast. I feel like it's been two years now. Almost two years to the day-ish that uh, we did our first interview. Since the first one. Isn't that crazy? Two years. Two years. That is crazy when I was thinking about this morning. That is. Man, time is flying. Time is flying. (laughs) And a lot has happened in those two years. Yes. (laughs) There's so, so the first time I was on here, this dude made an email asking me to come (laughs) share my story. And I was like, okay. And... You know, I got to share my story, so I, I can I can give like the the elevator pitch. Let's to do it. Yeah, let's do it there. for the first timers. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, really, I just I celebrated, which I guess celebrated is kind of a weird word, but it's it's where I'm rolling with it, and and the the attempt at my glass half full version of telling my story, but. I just celebrated my three year anniversary of dying. <laughs> That's right. Spoiler alert. It didn't stay dead because I'm, I'm here. That would be really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> so I, I just celebrated that. It was right after Christmas 2016. I got sick. Things got worse and worse and worse at 7.18 a.m. on January 1st, 2020. I, I died laying on a hospital bed and was laying there for 11 minutes lifeless. They pounded on me. 11 minutes later, they got a slight pulse back in me and went to work. Ended up being in a coma for 10 days. I woke up from a coma by the grace of looked at my body. My arms and legs were pitch black, hard as a rock. So hard you could take a hammer and hit it to make it sound like you were hitting concrete. And, and long story short, 107 days later, I left the hospital without hands and legs. So... I am a three-year quadruple amputee doing life with no limbs. And and that's where I'm at. There's more. You can 
go back and, and check out the very first unscripted, you Google it. Unscripted is, is getting its, its name up there. And then the platform is, and this is amazing. And what you've done with this is amazing. And, and the people that you've reached and, and the people that you've talked to and interviewed is crazy. I am, I felt really cool at first. I'm like, I am the dude that like got interviewed, but now it's like, oh my gosh, I got to catch up to the other dudes that have been interviewed. <laughs> And, and do that's not, right. not, not trying to go there, but yeah, man, you, you've given a platform for people to talk and, and you always say, all you do is, is click record, but man, at the end of the day, your clicking record gives people like me a voice to somebody who wants to listen. So your clicking record allows my story to hopefully not go in vain and, and you and I's relationship. And then this is the sappy part. And then we, you know, we'll, yeah, we can get over it. Right. <laughs> we'll get just out of the way, but That's right. uh, man, just, just grateful, honored, hope that this can be annually for the next 50 years and, and we can, we can roll with this, but let's get some updates going. Let's, let's yeah. talk about what life has looked like for, for both of us, man. Let's, uh, let's, so much has happened. There's been so many highs of highs and lows of lows on, on both of our hands. And yeah, man, I, I, I just, I just want to get it, get it out of me and share yeah. with, with the village that, that we have. So, so well, that's welcome back. And I actually was just thinking of this, you actually slept on a bed in the studio that we're sitting, <laughs> where I'm sitting. I mean, you, that crazy? you weren't in there. At no, the no, no, no. No. Okay, let's not together. Yeah, it was <laughs> Yes, I slept. I slept. I'm looking behind you. I slept on that floor ish <laughs> on a I don't on know, a, air mattress or a bed. I crawled my little crippled butt in there and climbed up on the bed and I slept in your studio. You did. Can't say that, can you more pray? <laughs> uh, he is he is scheduled to to be in, in Hilliard this summer, but I don't think he'll here or in this room but anyway that just man that just tells you guys kind of the story of just man the last two years has been awesome i've been down to florida i've made great friends down there now your family uh -huh. and got to meet your new extended family so let's start there man so okay. the last time we talked there's been some additions to the family yeah. so you know, what's going right, on there so we're gonna take a step back you know okay. and and say you know about a year after everything went down with me, you know, my wife at the time, we, we decided to go different ways. It's neither here nor there, but I went through a season and I think people can, can relate to some of these seasons right here. So I, I, I hope we can piece this together because I think dusting over a lot of the little details and a lot of the little, the little emotions kind of make this story too vague. And, and, and I hope that that at some point in, in something that you and I say right now, somebody can just drop the old, like, dang, like me okay. too, like a bend there. I felt that. So, so it was, it was August 12th of 2021. And I found myself in a home with no wife and, and no kids 50% of the time with no arms and legs. If, hmm. if. If there was a time that I had ever felt hopeless, unloved, unwanted, undesired, unchosen, any of those things, like it, it was in that season there. And, and I, and I grew in that season. And then I just I sat in that season. I made good choices in that season. I made bad choices in that season. 
and and it culminated to Halloween night. It was Halloween night, October thirty first, on two thousand and twenty one. Was and this may sound crazy to hear, but but through everything that I have been through, that night was the darkest night of my life. Wow. Um, it it was a holiday. It was the first holiday that I got to spend or had to spend, I should say, alone without my kids there for the very first holiday since I had kids. My first holiday without kids. And it happened to be the holiday that every kid in the neighborhood was ringing oh, my man. doorbell. Yeah. So I saw families laughing and dressed up and, and having a good time. So much so that I didn't last that long. I, I mean, I didn't last that long at all. I want to say kids started knocking on my door around six and, and by six thirty, I had all the lights off in the house and I was in the fetal position laying in my bed. And, and, and if we're getting really real. If there was ever a night that I was going to do something to end my life, it would have been that night. 100 billion percent. It got that dark in me. And, and I don't know why. The only thing that I can relate it to, and, and I think I discussed this in, in one of our prior interviews, but you know, a lot of people ask me if, if I have any memories or, or thoughts or visions from when I was in my 10-day coma in early January of 2020. And and unfortunately, the only memories that I have were nightmares and, and those nightmares were being, it was the same nightmare in a different location every time. Mm. And the nightmare was I was in the corner of a room in a glass cage, watching life go by, watching my family live life without me. And I remember banging on this glass as hard as I could to try to get somebody to hear me, see me and, and nobody did. And. And even in my nightmares, I remember trying to take my life in my nightmares. And, and I had that real life version that night on Halloween, October 31st, 2021. And, and it was so dark and, and I cried and I cried and I screamed and I bit my pillow and I yelled and I cussed and I prayed. And I, I mean, I went through every possible emotion. I think that a, that a human can have. And eventually I just fell asleep and I think falling asleep was God's hand stepping into that because I had pills laying on my bedside table. I, I had enough alcohol in my house. Like I had things where I could have done, but, but I fell asleep. Yeah. And, and I think that was God's grace. And this is the beauty in the ashes. I woke up November 1st, 2021, completely different completely different. I, I have no, I can't explain it. Unexplainable piece that passes all understanding, right? Like I, I did, it didn't make sense, but I woke up November 1st and I was smiling. It, it, it was okay. My heart wasn't pounding. My, my thoughts were negative. I wasn't in a bad, dark place and I was okay. So much so that I, I actually spent a couple of days like, God, in my, am I just re getting really good at, at fake it till you make it kind of thing? And am I just getting really good at, at shoving this down or, or masking it, whatever the case may be. So I spent a couple of days just praying about that and the feeling never went away. Like the feeling of peace and, and joy and a smile didn't go away. And 
And then it got to the point, and, and this is a really long story. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. It's uh, fine. It got to the point where it led me up to right around Thanksgiving. I spent three weeks kind of sitting in that moment. Led me up to around Thanksgiving and and my 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 daughter and my oldest son looked at me. And I was like, Dad, like, let's go. Like, when are you gonna put yourself back out there? Well, so I did the weird Facebook dating thing and put that out there and and i and i knew that you know if if you were to click on my profile you were gonna i put pictures of me and like you knew that i didn't have hands and legs and you knew you know what you were clicking on with me because i am i'm you know didn't want to go down this weird path but but i you know i i got to have a couple of really encouraging conversations and it made me feel like a real person again and and nothing through that panned out and and and, and I think again, that was just God just reassuring me that he's got me in that moment. Yeah. And, and it's weird because we say that this is like a, a year from you and I, or two years from you and I doing this call. Well, it was March 11th, what's today? The 14th. So March 11th, yeah. but three days ago, one year ago. So one year ago, I was at my kids spring concert that they do. They're, they're in the band and in the chorus at their school. And I was sitting at this concert. It was the Friday before spring break last year. I, I had the kids, I got the kids in spring break last year. So at that concert and I saw this girl there and it's a girl that I've seen for four or five years at that point, we had gone to church. We had gone to the same church. We didn't really know each other at that time, but we, we'd gone to the same church. So I knew of her, I knew who she was. And she had gone through a separation in, in her marriage prior to this as well. And then I just remember seeing her at this concert and I was, I was able to see her in a way that I, I didn't see her before. So I was able to see her in that way at that time and, and felt weird. I felt like I was 14 again. I had like the nervous <laughs> little butterflies, like, oh my gosh, this girl, like, woo, yeah. she is smoking gorgeous so that was cool too and you know i i i left that friday and and i went to dallas texas to the great wolf lodge with my kids for spring break and and i was just thinking about her and i was praying about her and praying about why i had these feelings and whatnot and then come home from spring break that next week and it was march 18th so we're coming up on the one year anniversary and i did what every normal man would do. I said hi to her on Facebook. <laughs> it was not the cowardly <laughs> thing to do at all, but I said hi to her on Facebook messenger and she will tell you that she like saw it a couple of days later. I think it was like 10 seconds and she said hi back and literally, but it was hi and hi back. And you know, that that's kind of been the, the running joke that, that Jenna and I have had and, and Jenna and I just started talking and come to find out she saw me at that spring concert as well. And she had the same kind of emotions and feelings, but didn't know what to do with them. So when I reached out, it was a very easy conversation to have. So we started talking, took about a month or so. We introduced our kids to each other and we just started growing and growing and knowing each other and, and knowing each other well and, and deeper. And I think we were both in that season, like, okay, we're 40 now. Like, sorry, I just told the world how old my wife is. She's older than me. Is that right? <laughs> and she always will be. I'll edit this part. <laughs> okay. On this part. So, 
you know, we were in that season, like, we're not just gonna, like, this is going to be intentional. So let's do this with a purpose. And, and we did, and, and we walked through it and, and we did a lot of praying, a lot of talking and we talked, oh my goodness gracious. We talked so much and we got to know each other so quickly. We introduced our to each other in, in May ish. So, so we, you know, we tried to take some time to do that. We introduced our kids and, and our kids went to the same school and they're the same ages and they're in the same grades and they already knew each other. And it was, it was comfortable and it was wonderful. And then in June, on June 20th, I was like, ah, forget this. Like, I'm going to ask this woman to spend the rest of her life with me. So I did. And she said yes. And, you know, going from a year prior to being dark and thinking I was never going to be chosen again because of the way that I look and, and my situation and my condition and and Jenna chose me like this. And she said yes when I asked her to spend the rest of her life with me on June 20th. And then June 21st, we wake up. The very next morning, we wake up. And it was my grandmother's birthday. And so I had the emotions of, of wanting to celebrate that. And I also woke up to the news that my grandfather passed away. Mm. That very within 30 minutes of each other, I'm, I'm celebrating my grandmother's life and mourning my grandfather's death. Yeah. And, and Jenna was, was, she came over and she was standing there with me and I was like, you know, I am, I am first, first hand. Can I say that still first hand proof? I am, I am first stump proof that, that life is, it, it can go away. I mean, my life mm -hmm. went from, from happy all American life. Six days later, I'm laying on a hospital bed dead. So I'm like, forget this. Like. Jenna, let's go. And she was all in. She was with me. We went to the courthouse on June 21st at 1 p.m. And we just got married. So we have been together. And that is the circus. I don't know how well you can see it behind me, but that's Jenna and I. And I have my four kids and she has three kids. So we have seven kids. It is the Barnum and Bailey Circus in my house. <laughs> it it is. is a lot. Yeah. But. By the grace of God, we synced up our, our child sharing schedules. So every weekend it's so much in our house, but every other weekend it's just Jenna and I, and we get to have that, that sacred time together. And, and Jenna is my person. She knows me. She sees through me. She knows when I get excited. She knows when I get arrogant, she humbles me. She loves me. She prays for me. She prays over me. She is. She is everything that God created for me in this season. And I'm thankful for her and crazy about my big family. I've always wanted a big family. God gave me a big family. So that is the very long story long about the big picture right there and what has happened regarding my family in the last year. So what questions yeah. do you have, Aaron? <laughs> well, I can tell my side of the story. I was in, and I'm going to say this and I say it humbly. We were on our 25th anniversary. That's why we were here, but we were in Hawaii. I'm on the beach and you mentioned Mark Price. I got a text from Mark because I think I've tweeted something about our anniversary or something. And so, and I, I, at the time really didn't still know him very well, but I got a text from him and I got a text from you. And I remember the text from you was saying, I need you in Florida. And, and there was a date. And I'm like, yeah. what's going on? What's going on? This was uh, early June. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I got I guess I got to go to Florida. But then I, I, the point I wanted to make is I looked at her and I, I showed her the phone and I said, like, I don't, don't ever let me forget 
like that these two guys back to back just text, right? Like, and I've said that before in other episodes, but man, it's just so humbling to me. And I don't ever want to take for granted the fact that like, I got to talk to two heroes back to back sitting on the beach in Hawaii. You know what I mean? And, and so just to throw, throw the flowers back at you a little bit, you know, I told Heather that you can ask her, I, I said, I don't let me ever forget this and how just amazing it is that I, I get to do this and, and that I get to be friends with these guys. But at the same time, I said, looks like I'm going to Florida. <laughs> and so I remember went back to the room later that day and pulled up the laptop and was trying to find flights and text the tourist agent that got us the Hawaii trip and said, Hey, Hey, how do I get to Florida the, the best and fastest way possible? And so anyway, made that schedule and sure enough, by the time I got there, it was, it was already done. You were already married. Yeah. <laughs> so, we, I had plans. I, I, I tried to be smooth like jazz and I was not, I, so you were late to the party, but you were still at the party. I was at the party and the, I showed up and, and yeah, you talked about it. It was, I was greeted at the door by two children. One was on rollerblades and <laughs> don't even know which noise. one. That could be any, which one of them at this point. There was noise everywhere. It was awesome. Got to spend the weekend with, with your brand new family now. Mm -hmm. And, and man, just enjoyed it so much. And gosh, I'm trying to think I've been to Florida now three times. Yeah. First time was your, your race. Yep. And, and then back for that. And then back for the concert that we, we went to with Micah Tyler, where you spoke. Right. It was amazing. An amazing weekend. Very yeah. quick trip, but amazing weekend. And, and now looking forward, I need to get you and Heather on a cruise boat coming up here <laughs> that's, soon. That's right. So, that's, that's the next big update. Came out yesterday, right? That's the next day, yesterday, update. day before. Yesterday, Monday. It was Monday. I guess that was yesterday, right? Today, Tuesday. I don't know what today is. Monday at 10 a.m. Central Time. There's this really cool Christian band called Mercy Me, who does. Uh, look, you can Google. They've been <laughs> They do this. They do a cruise every year called Mercy Me at Sea. That's their thing. They they had to take a year or two off because of COVID stuff, but they they're doing it again January of 2024, and they have invited me to to join them and to be able to share my story and and speak on the daily while we're on the cruise to everybody who comes on the cruise. So check out Mercy Me at Sea. You can Google that. But man, I want to I want to pack that boat out for the cause of Christ and and let's show the these cruise terminals and, and these cruise ship employees and captains and all these people what it looks like, you know, to be alive and and Christian. So super pumped about that. I'm gonna start gearing up towards that. There's a lot of amazing people also going to be That's on right. that boat. Um, mentor, mentor mine, John Lynch, who, who wrote the book, Pure, yep. is going to be on that boat speaking as well. Tim Timmons, Christian artist, is going to be there singing and speaking. Rusty Kennedy, lifelong friend of, of Bart Miller, the lead singer, Mercy Me, and the band. And and now they are family. Rusty's daughter married Bart's son just not that long ago. Oh, wow. So. So Sam oh, Wesley nice. got married to, to them. So they're family now. And for a one time only again, opportunity, 10th Avenue North is coming back together. That's um, right. For yes. this, for this Mercy Me SC cruise as well. And then obviously Mercy Me will be there. So, so check that out. And it's going to be a heck of a time. And, and who knows what could happen on the boat. Those guys are. Really great guys on and off the stage. So the cruise is going to be a great time. So, so check that out and, and please come. That'd be so fun. And you and Heather need to be there. Yeah. Well, I sent it to the family chat yesterday because now it's harder now because I've got 
Well, one will, one's, we have two graduations in about six weeks. Austin will be graduating from college and then Bryn will be graduating from high school, but I will have two in college at that point with Emma and Bryn. And then, uh, you know, I don't know what Austin's career is going to be yet. How old are you? Ideas. I know, right? Whoa. Seriously. What? I know. But I don't know if they can make it, but Heather and I are going to be empty nesters, so we may be able to make it. And as soon as I saw it, I said, yeah, we got to go to this, especially John Lynch ah. being there. And actually, you know, Gary, I think I've been to Florida four times now. Because I was there for that, too, when and got to meet John. Oh, for the, that one for weekend. the men's conference. Yeah, you have. The men's I, conference. Goodness. Yeah. So I think I've been there four times. Yeah. Yeah, you have. How yeah. about that? That's uh, cool. Crazy. <laughs> In crazy. two years, so much. I know. I know. Well, let's make it five because actually yeah, there's a chance I could be coming down at the end of April. I'll just leave that hanging out there. I'm not sure yet. Possibly. So I'll let you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> good things happen when I come to Florida, man. Good things okay. happen. Or I say that all the time. Listen, good things happen or we're going to need bail money. One or the other. I don't know <laughs> what, what could happen, but it will be memorable one way or the other. Speaking of bail money, oh. okay, <laughs> dynamite transition, Gary. <laughs> let's yeah. talk about let's your your mind right now is going. Oh boy, what's he got? <laughs> no, recently you have been in a battle, and and it's yeah. for the right cause. So let's talk about that. Joking aside about bail money, but talk to me a little bit about. I know you've been sharing a lot of things on socials and things like that, and put in Facebook jail. So unfortunately, bail money <laughs> doesn't get you Facebook jail. Know that you can even call this. So bring bring us up to speed. I, I got yeah. in Facebook prison with a life sentence. Prison. Uh, so my personal Facebook page, I, I don't know if something happened and I was put in Facebook jail and had to go through those flows. I think a lot of us have, have been at times had to go through the flows and, and whatnot. But I, I got the word back that I am no longer allowed to use that cow ever. And that account has been banned. So my, my personal Gary Miracle page you know, has been taken down. The hardest part is two really difficult parts in that, in that, uh, you know, I lost a lot of memories, a lot mm. of memories through that. Right. But also I had my Gary Miracle Speaks businessy type page that I could access through my personal page. So the Gary Miracle Speaks page is still up. And the last is, post yeah. that I posted will just forever be the last post that will forever be there because I have no way to get to it. And mm. thirdly, Instagram was coupled with that as well. So the Instagram was wiped out as well. So Gary Miracle had to start all over on Facebook. Now, with that said, it happened in a very timely season right here because here in the state of Florida, I, I have been kind of using my voice a little bit. When I woke up from my coma in January of 2020, I spent a right around six or seven days and I didn't have a voice. My my vocal cords, I, I really don't even know the, the medical way to talk about this, but I, I don't, I didn't have a voice. I couldn't speak. I had to mouth everything that I wanted or needed. And, and some people who couldn't understand that I had to mouth letter by letter and they would write it down and try to piece together what I was saying. But but I knew and I, and I vowed in that moment that if I got my voice back, I was just going to use it to speak. And, and that's even where the name Gary and Miracle Speaks came from. It's very literal. It came from a place. It came from a moment. And, and I didn't just want to speak to speak. I wanted to speak to, to be a squeaky wheel, to make a splash, to, to be able to speak for 
for Christ and his glory, to be able to speak for people who couldn't speak for themselves, to be able to speak out of the overflow and the abundance of my heart and out of my convictions. And, and that's what's happening in, in Florida right now, specifically there, there's a tort reform bill that, that is coming that it can negatively impact the catastrophically injured people like myself. If it's, even if it's 0% your fault, there are some things that are happening in Florida that they're wanting to limit our access to the courts and our access to insurance and our access to, to, to needs that we have, you know, I'm, I'm 40 years old and I, and I really am hoping I have another 50 years of life to live. And, and based on my situation, I'm going to have needs in those 50 years. My, my prosthetics are going to grow and change and, and technology is going to grow and change. And, and there's some things that they're, they're trying to put some caps on, on what catastrophically injured people are allowed to have access to. So I'm trying to use my voice. This, this tort reform bill does not affect me personally in any way. I am out there fighting the fight and trying to scream from the rooftops as loud as I can for someone like me that this could happen to yeah. so much so that just today and just today, and I shared it on, on my new personal Facebook page, but today there was an article written about a speech that I gave in front of the, the state, the Senate judiciary, judiciary courts and the house legislation that I, I had the opportunity to attend a couple times last week. But just today there was an article written about me in the, in the Tampa Bay times in the Miami Herald and in the Florida today. So all of wow. Florida today, there, there's a huge article written in it. And I shared that and the Florida today article is actually going to be in Sunday. Tell your great, great grandparents when they check the newspaper Sunday morning, that there's going to be an article in, in the paper. But, but again, I'm just trying to be a voice. I was, I was in a room just the other day with this little eight-year-old girl who, who had a birth injury and she has some brain damage. And I said, hi to her. She couldn't even say hi back. And, and we're, we're marginalizing the people that have been injured and, and lumping us in with someone who had a fender bender and, and needs some insurance money to fix their car. We're kind of being all lumped in that along with people like me. Ultimately, what they're saying is negligence alone is, is it a right to stand up for yourself and fight for yourself if somebody was negligent towards you. And I, and I personally feel that that's unfair. Now, the beauty about what I'm doing here is it has nothing to do. And I can't stress this enough. And I want people to know because, you know, we could argue about politics tooth and nail, right? I think everybody can, everybody has their passion, everybody has their conviction. I am not standing up and, and fighting for Republicans or Democrats. The, the left or the right or the blue or the red means nothing to me, right? I am fighting and using my voice, trying to use my voice for people, not policies and, and fighting and speaking for the people that spoke for me on those six days when I didn't have a voice. So. Right. I'm trying to pay it forward for the people that paid it to me. So, you know, we're hoping to move the needle a little bit in this, in this tort reform bill. There's a lot of things in this bill, a lot of things that I actually agree with that are great things, but I'm just fighting for this, this one little portion to be changed or removed and, and praying that, that somebody like me isn't going to be left moneyless and homeless and hopeless in the future 
you know, for something that they didn't really deserve to happen to them to begin with. So, so that's that. I know there, there's a lot of gray area when it comes to politics and what you think. So right. you know, I'm praying if somebody hears this, that if you have comments or if you, if you talk to other people about what may be going on, that you just remember to have grace with each other and for each other. Yeah. This is a gray area and there's nothing spiritual about this. There's, there's nothing about this fight that is going to let us get into heaven or take us out of heaven. This isn't, this isn't a salvation issue. So be gracious with each other when it comes to conversations like this, whether you're going to talk about what we're talking about, or just if you have conversations about politics in the future in general, just pray that, that we can all be gracious towards each other and with each other while we're having these conversations. So that's, that's the little battle I'm in Could, may or may not be a reason I was taken off of Facebook for being a squeaky wheel. I don't know that I'll ever know. I don't even know that I want to spend too, too much time talking about it because if the enemy was trying to take my voice away, I'm not going to give them the power for us and other people to even continue talking about it. We're just going to yeah. squash his head, start a new Facebook page and come what may and let's press on and, and, and keep fighting the good fight for the cause of Christ. That, that's, that's kind of where we're at. Doing. And you can find that it's Gary Miracle Jr. We got to search Gary Miracle Jr. on Facebook, right? That is it. It used to be Gary Miracle Dose. So when I had to upload a picture of my driver's license to prove that it was me, when my old Facebook page got taken down, it didn't match. So, you know, I, I, I went straight legal name, Gary Miracle Jr. You can't miss it. There's a cartoon picture of some bald headed dude with prosthetic hooks and running blades on. So. Look me up, find me, and and I'd be honored to be your friend again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, and it's not Gary Miracle. That's your dad. And so everybody stop blowing up Gary's dad with notifications. My dad is getting a lot of friend requests right now. And and I am the man <laughs> behind the miracles. So look for Junior. Be- Another question somebody said was, is that really his name? And I was like, Yes. Yeah. It's really, it really is. Dude, I, I didn't realize that. I thought people, people think I like, like, like it's my amputee stage name or something. Like, like I changed, like I changed my name to miracle because I had my arms and legs cut off. It is my birth name. Unfortunately, I'm trying to live up to it right now. And, yeah. or, or fortunately, I don't know. Listen, believe that God doesn't make mistakes. He didn't mess up on me. Right. He knew that I was going to spend the second half of my life with no hands or legs. Long before my sorry self was even a thought of in this world, he knew this was going to happen to me. So how in the world, how dare I spend my whole life saying that God is good and then something traumatic happened to me and I live my life like he's not. So I, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure that my story doesn't go in vain, which is what I alluded to when it came to you and and this platform. And I just want to be faithful. I want to say, yes, I want to, I want to run. I want to fight. I want to speak. I want to, I want to shout. I want to do all the things to make sure that somehow Christ is the center of attention in my life and in our conversations and in politics and in everything that I'm saying or doing, I'm trying to be prayed up and stored up and ready to roll. Well, it's been amazing what you were saying that because when we first had our first interview, I remember you shared the verse from Job, right? And and it said, you know, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And he, you said, you know, right now he's taking away. And when you said that, if you think about it, I don't even think you knew how much he wasn't done yet. 
<laughs> you know, with, with that. But at the same time, that is from Job. And at the end, God restored all of it. You know what I mean? No. And, and that's when I, I look behind you now, I see this picture yeah. of this beautiful family. And I, I know over the last two years, man, the journey you've been on, getting to speak and share your story, you know, getting to go on trips and getting to do bucket list things, um, man, like he is in the process of restoring versus where we were two years ago when as <laughs> we didn't know he wasn't quite done. Yeah. And I, I don't know, you know, when we say he, I don't know if that was the enemy or God. God, well, what, what I do know is that God was not done allowing what, what happened. Yeah. But like Job, he allowed that to happen because he knew the faith of the man. And uh, I think that's, that's been the case in your life that I've seen in you is, man, you've lost a lot. Some of us will never understand, you know, but he knew the faith of the man and now you're using your voice yeah. and he's restoring things back to your life. I'm trying to, you know, I, 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 I believe I heard, I heard a quote not that long ago that behind every strong man is a story that gave him no choice. And, you know, that is something that there's a line in the sand for us each and every day. You know, what are we going to do? Are we going to sit on the couch? Are we going to get up and fight? Are we going to not confront a bully? Or are we going to, I mean, there's a line in the sand, like, there's a line in the sand in every decision that we make. Am I going to have lunch with this person today? Am I going to take this meeting or am I not? Am I going to do this? Like we make decisions every day, you know, to your point. There were, there were, when I was in the hospital, there were, I think I want to say that I, I may be wrong in this number, but I want to say the number was six. There were six people in one morning that reached out to my family and said, we had a dream last night that Gary is not going to lose his hands and legs. Wow. Very weird that six people in one day would call my family and, and share that and yeah. It was very hopeful for my family, you know, to think like, oh sure. my goodness gracious. Sure. And, and, you know, that is something that could be very confusing because obviously I did lose my hands and my legs. It could be very confusing. It could be something that's very divisive. It could be very, so it could be something very, we, we could find ourselves getting frustrated or angry or bitter at the Lord for that. But goodness gracious, man, I am here to tell the people that those six people that had that dream that I wasn't going to lose my hands and my legs, you weren't wrong. You weren't wrong. There's going to mm. be a day that I'm going to be, there's, there's going to be a day that I am going to be sprinting as fast as I possibly can down the streets of gold with my hands and my legs. So for anyone out there, feels like the Lord is not answering your prayers, or if you feel like he's not answering them quick enough, huh, don't, don't let go of that. God's not wrong. God is not a God of confusion. God didn't mess up. You know, my, my pastor, Pastor Mark Ragsdale at Church of Vieira, who I'm actually having lunch with today, he has this, this mantra and, and I have taken it on. And it, and, and, and it's a, it's a, it's a brave one, but it, he says over and over, God, do what only you can do. And please do it now. God, do what only you wow. can do. And please do it now. Knowing that he might not knowing that his answer may be not yet knowing that it may be in heaven when we get our answer. But while I'm here, 
I'm going to say, God, please do what only you can do and do it now. I'm praying that over this political situation that we're in. I'm praying that over some family situations, some things that my kids are going through right now. You know, just God, please do what only you can do, but please do it right now. But if not, uh, I'm going to hold fast because I know you're not done. And yeah. man, I, I just want to urge and, and beg and plead with people to not give up and help help is on the way. Yeah. So, so don't, don't, don't stop. Don't give up. Don't, don't, don't let the enemy win in, in whatever is happening in your life. Because people have been looking at me till I'm blue in the face and, and tell me like, I can never imagine what you're going through. I could never do that. You're such an inspiration. I, how you're taking all of this in stride is, is motivational and, and man, my head can get puffed up big sometimes that I can barely fit through the door. Right. That's where Jenna comes in and humbles me. But, but you know, I, I flipped the script and, you know, I, I share the, the forks story all the time, but you know, I, there are some times that I would take what I'm going through a hundred times over than what some people are going through internally in their lives right now with anxiety and depression and, and pornography and finances and eating disorders. And I could go on and on and on of, of what struggles people have and, and, and the differences between me and you or mine are visible and yours aren't. And trust me, I got it. I got plenty of my own invisible struggles as well. And, you know, I'm, I'm battling with all of that, but you know, I, I think we're all going through something. I'm just going through it without hands and legs, but that doesn't make my struggle any, any less than anybody else's. And, and the way that people have been there for me and, and how I said, I'm trying to use my voice when to pay it forward for people that spoke for me when I couldn't, and I'm trying to do that. If we can figure out a way to link arms together, instead of push each other away because of what we think is our convictions or, or or what we believe is right or wrong in, in the here and now, goodness gracious, it has nothing to do with what we get to do in heaven. And when we get to heaven, none of this stuff is going to matter. None of it's going to matter. And I, I, I sat under a pastor two weeks ago in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, who, who told everybody to hold out their hand. And, and I thought that was very offensive, you know, on, on one hand, but he told everybody to, to hold out their hand and everybody held out their hand. And then he said, everything that you own is in the palm of your hand right now. And it was unbelievable. And he said, and he just reminded you that everything that we have is just generational. Everything that we have is just going to get passed down to generation, to generation, to generation. Because when all of this is said and done, the, the one who tells the, the sun to shine and the one who threw the stars to the night is the one that we get to go spend eternity with. And, and when we get up there. Me having hands and legs for this little blip in my store here on earth just isn't going to matter. And I'm not even going to think twice about it. So that was a lot of words. I'm sorry. That was so much. <laughs> no, man, that's, I'm so glad to give you the platform and, and I'm so glad other people get to hear your heart and hear your story and hear updates and that we've been able to continue. I've had, you know, you said I've, this will be 224. Uh, so I've interviewed a lot of people and, and, and a lot of those people was like, Hey, let's, you know, Let's keep in touch. And some I have, thank just so blessed that some I have and some, you know, we've said it and we didn't, but I've been able to do that with you. And the other thing I would say too, is again, I, I want to underline how your story could have been difficult. The seasons that you've gone through, it still can, but you're choosing, you know, what you use hashtag no more bad days. And I know I've reached out to you on a number of, of occasions, like I say, a handful and, and where I knew somebody else could really use 
your encouragement. Might have another one for you here very soon, unfortunately. But uh, unfortunately for the individual, but fortunately, I know you'll you'll uh, you'll be able to encourage them. And you've said yes every time. Mm-hmm. Like it's never been a hesitation. Like, nah, I'm, man, I'm too busy. I don't have time. You know, a friend that walked through a cancer battle and, you know, you say he lost, he lost this side of heaven. We lost, he won, but you know, you encouraged him twice, once over FaceTime and once with a video, you know, you encouraged our local football team, you know, having, having a tough season and had the opportunity to go and speak to him and gave him a little charge with a say, I won't. And you made a special video just for them. And and that really, that was such a cool moment for those guys. And, you know, just, just a lot of ways that you've encouraged other people and to the point where my daughter last week, I was at an engineering night. It was a shark tank night. I got to go and be a shark. Oh, right. and, okay. and the engine, <laughs> the engineering class had to pick a project and her project was to figure out how to get some, a system in place so that you could undo your belt buckle or your, your seatbelt. Seat and her seatbelt. And man, it was really cool. That whole process. But the fact that you've impacted our, our whole family, mm. you know, she, she cared enough about your story and, and wanted to provide something in a way. And they came up with some really cool solutions. They got to go to a, an automobile facility that, that hand, that does things like this. And they got to talk to engineers and they came up with mock-up things. And man, it was just, a, it was amazing. And my, I just smiled the whole uh-huh. time because I knew that like, you know, just, just the impact you've had on even my daughter and your story has. And so again, I want to say that thank you for everything and and the way that you, even in your darkest days, you were still reaching out to other people to encourage them in their best day. And, and that's, man, that's just so powerful. And it's been wonderful to uh, just have a front row seat and and watch and, and just see how you can inspire others. And I'm so thankful that I get to have, you know, a phone call or a text to say, Hey man, I need you to can you do this for me? And every time you say, yeah. man, I love it. And, and, you know, I, I was going through some of my old text messages the other day and, and saw some of those text threads that I had with some of those people that man, I can't wait to see again one day. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I didn't delete it. It's still in my text thread and, you know, I have those and, and, and even just looking at messages that I've sent to other people who are no longer here with us on this side of heaven, still just urges me and, and reminds me that God's not done with us. And, you know, I, I, man, if there's somebody out there listening right now that, that doesn't know Jesus as their personal Lord and savior, when, when, when everything else is done, when the noise is gone, when you're in your room behind closed doors, that kind of personal relationship with Jesus, not the Christianese one we put on when we go out in public or when we go to church, but, but the one that we have in the darkest times, like if, if there's someone out there, okay. So, all right, here's, all right, let's go here. You know, it says in scripture that nobody knows the day or the hour when Jesus is coming back. Right. Well, I'm, I'm about to tell you when right now, I think, no, I'm not going to tell you when, All right. Now, but I believe that the certain is, I, I believe that that scripture is, is the breath of life. And, and the Lord says he, he has our names written down in the book of life. So I believe that when that very last person that's name is written in that book of life, when that very last person cries out to Jesus and accept him, boom, he's coming back to get us. He's not, get my he's not, <laughs> not going to make us wait any longer. He's waiting for that last name to knock on the door so that he can open it. Cause he's just standing there waiting for us. So 
If that's you out there, I am begging you to get to know Jesus right now because I want to go up there and see him. So if I'm waiting on you, if I'm waiting on you to know Jesus, then get your stuff together. Go know Jesus so that we can all have a reunion. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. Like thinking about that thought makes me want to get out there and tell everybody about Jesus. Because what if we're waiting on you? What if? Wow. What if we're waiting on you to accept his free gift of salvation and grace and freedom and that peace that doesn't make sense? If we're waiting on you and that's you and you know that you listening to you because your stomach is stirring right now, man, turn this off and don't listen to another word we say and go talk to Jesus about it. And, and, I'm, and I'm praying for that. And, and I know you can reach out to me or Aaron anytime and we can, we can link long arms or tiny arms with you and, and we can do life and, and go through that emotion. So that is where we're at in this life right now. And I have somebody awesome. knocking on my office door right now. So the, there we are with that. So I will stop there, but man, I hope that encourages yeah. someone. I hope that something that one of our words that we've said can just point someone else towards Jesus or back to Jesus or redirect or something. But again, this platform is everything, Aaron. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man. You always have it. Even if it's next week, we have some great blooper reels. Yes. Whenever you need it, whenever you need it, we've got stories that can't be told and we've got stories that someday will be told. You have more coming up that we can't talk yeah. about, but there is more coming up. There's always more coming up for you and getting to know about that. And there's just more yes. coming. And so that's what we can say for if, now. If, if Gary at GaryMiracle.com is your email address. Mine is, uh, is Aaron at MyUnscripted.com. And reach out to us, email us if something that Gary or I have said, most likely what Gary just said, really, like if you're questioning that, if you have, if you need prayer, any of those things, also GaryMiracle.com is your website. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? You can see the original interview on yep. there. And I'm, I'm honored that that's on the front page right next to Mercy. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. That's so. awesome. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty Wonderful. Cool. I love it. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, you got a lunch date, I think, or somebody's standing at your door. Yes. It's, it, well, you just. And they won't stop. They're still. They're talking. As if I do, like, hear them or see them. Sorry. As long as it's not Jesus, because you said, you said. I've already answered that. <laughs> Okay. All right. You answered that, Knox. So we're good. Anyway, man, I love you. I love laughing with you and seeing you and seeing your family. And I'll hopefully I might see you very, very soon, but uh, we will be together soon. Give your family the best for me. Everybody, the whole family, our all, everybody. Give them all the love. They all, I will. They all love you and then and give it right back to you. So we will talk very, very soon. Awesome. Thank you, Gary. We'll all talk right. soon. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Unscripted Podcast with your host, Aaron Conrad. Be sure to like, share, and follow on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, make sure to check out our song, When I Think About You, on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you enjoy your favorite songs. We'll We'll see see you next time time on Unscripted with Aaron Conrad. Conrad.